stay standing. You can be seated, whatever you're comfortable doing. But I just, before Phil comes on up, and throughout this month, you're going to be hearing from Phil. You're going to be hearing from myself. Uh, Madison is going to be sharing. Um, and just some different folks that were down in Florida, just each bringing back a little bit of something that we received. And I just want to encourage us this morning. I, I do, as I shared in the letter, want to kind of set the tone for what I feel like the Lord wants to do. And in fact, I really don't know what the Lord wants to do, but I want him to do it and have the freedom to do it. Amen. And so we just give it up for our worship team. It was just such a powerful time in his presence. But as the Lord has been processing this in my heart, I want to kind of share with you the best way that I know how uh, to, to um, get it out here um, this morning. We're not going to take up an offering. If you did bring an offering, there's uh, uh, things back there that you can just put it in uh, in buckets around or something like that. Um, but I, I just want to stay in this vein of what uh, the Lord is um, just been putting in my heart. I was, when I went down there, I didn't know what to expect because I just, I just wanted more of him. I just wanted to be refreshed in his presence. And again, this was something that, that Madison and, and Diane Tush uh, wanted me to be a part of and, and get to, and they offered it up in, um, back in March, I believe. I said, yeah, I'll go to that. I'll go to that. Cause I've been so saturated with Elam and conferences and stuff like that, that I wanted to do something uh, outside that element. And so uh, just went down there and just was impacted. Um, I was encouraged greatly, but convicted in the same time. Can you be encouraged and convicted at the same time? And that's, that's what happened. I felt like the Lord was saying initially, hey, you guys, you, Zion, you're on the right track. You're going after me. You're, you're getting rid of some clutter. You've been you know, responding to the word. You've been opening up. You've been dying to self. We're on the right track. Do you feel like we're on the right track? His track. But I've been convicted because throughout this, you know, becoming a new pastor here and, and just uh, the excitement that I've have and had and still have of being your pastor and the things that I felt like the Lord put in my heart early seeking as I was coming on and, and, and the, the place between expectation and reality doesn't always match up. Amen? And in between there... In between that, and this is a message that, uh, that spoke to me down there, sorrow can fill that gap. Not brokenheartedness, not, not sadness, but sorrow. Disappointment. And I've allowed some of that to, to come in because, you know, I feel like the Lord has spoken some things and I want to move and, and, you know, the warnings of don't change things too quickly, don't do this, don't do that. And, you know, people are going to get upset and, you know, uh, you don't want to disturb the, 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 the remnant. And, and I just got caught up in some of that. But I want to say honestly from my heart that I... Don't think that I can do that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. What I do know is that I can't do that anymore. Because it's not my kingdom, it's not my church, it's not my house, it's not my agenda. It's him. And I know we know this, but there's sometimes there's a disconnect. Sometimes the fog comes in. Sometimes stuff comes in because of the pressures of the lower branches 
the things that want to block that vertical vision. His word dictates what we want. His word dictates what he wants. And that's all we need to look to. And, and we've been doing a great job of combina- uh, co- combining the, the Word of God with our Bible podcast and, and going through books here on Sunday mornings. We're doing a good job with getting scriptures in us and also allowing the Holy Spirit to move. It's not a, a either or, it's a yes and. And the more we worship Him, the more we get the scriptures of God in us, the more powerful we're going to be as individuals. Mark 11, 15 through 17. And they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple, and he began to drive out those who sold and those who brought in to the temple. And he overturned the tables of money and the money changers and the seats of those who were selling pigeons. I don't know what the going rate for pigeons are, but can't be too much. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying, Is it not written that my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you had made it a den of robbers? Now that phrase, den of robbers, has been used in the Old Testament and the New Testament, and I'm going somewhere with this. The prophet Jeremiah used it to to describe hypocrisy and corruption in the Old Testament. The New Testament was what Jesus was just doing with the sales and, and money and, and corruption going on rather than being a house of prayer. The den of robbers is often used to describe a place where people engage immoral and un, underhanded dealings and activities. I am so tired of hearing of churches falling in immorality and doing underhanded things and slapping the name of Jesus on it. When I read this and when I got this, it's like, God, I want this place to be a house of prayer for all nations. Forgive us for any immorality in our lifestyles, any underhanded dealings in our manipulation and control, in our divisiveness, in the way we talk, God, forgive us. I want this place to be a house of prayer, a house of worship. This is not our house. This has been purchased by the blood of Jesus. And I know there's there's many people that sacrificed and gave sacrificially, and God bless them, and I love them, and I appreciate them for all that they did for this place. But too much has been placed on that and not placed on the blood of Jesus. We're all called to sacrifice. We're all called to step up at certain times, and they did. Now it's our time to step up in a different way. This is his house bought by the blood of Jesus. There's nothing more powerful than the blood of Jesus. It's not a country club. This isn't our house. We can put all the decorations. We can do all the different things that we want, but this is his house. He does what he wants. And we will allow him to do what he wants. This building is not a church. It's him. It's all about him. 
invite him and keep him. His house has to be built in his pattern. We get off when we start making it ours and doing things. And I'm not saying this for any, any conviction or anything that we're doing wrong. I just want to make clear our focus that this is his house that's going to be built in his pattern and we are going to honor and worship the Lord Jesus Christ in simplicity and with everything that we got. I said this last week briefly. I said Martha invited him, but Mary kept him. Martha invited him into the house, but Mary kept him. I want to have a Mary spirit where we keep him. Lord, we invite you to come. No, Lord, I want you to inhabit this place. This is your place. You want to you worship all Sunday? We'll do that. You want to do something else all Sunday? We do that. You want to do anything you want, we will submit to your lordship and your king, your will to this place. So don't get upset if we go longer in worship. Don't get upset if we don't do things that, 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 that happened in the past and, and this isn't part of what we used to do. I don't know what church is going to look like, but I want it to look like him. And I want us to get out of the way of it. And I want to see his glory come and his kingdom come. And I want people to come in here and just say, wow. Jesus is here. Yes, Jesus lives in this place. Jesus has filled this place. So anything we need to remove, any immorality, any underhanding things that are going on in our lives, this is the stuff that he's going to be working on, that he is working on. No, we're not selling things and we're not, we're not you know, selling pigeons and stuff like that, but there's stuff that we're doing that if he would come in, he would overturn it. So, Lord, examine our hearts. Searchlight, start with me. Whatever it is. Matthew 16, who do people say that I am? Thou art the, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus will build his church. I don't have to do anything on church growth. I don't have to do anything on church planning. I don't have to do anything on that. He will build his church if we worship him in spirit and truth. I don't want him to leave. I want him to come and to stay, and I never want him to leave. If he leaves, I'm right behind him. <laughs> and you better be too. Because if it's anything else but him, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't have time for it. I don't have the energy for it. I don't have the creativeness for it. I want him and him alone. The consuming fire of Jesus leaves nothing left but Jesus, him crucified, and him risen. Is there anything more powerful than the blood of Jesus? See, if we go after him and Phil, come on, get ready to come up. That's your introduction. <laughs> If we go after him, we don't have to go after healings. If we go after him, we don't have to go after the anointing. If we go after him, we don't have to go after deliverance. If we go after him, we don't have to go after salvations because he's going to do whatever he wants to do. And if that's a part of it, I'm all for it. Amen? Please open up your hearts to Phil here. I don't know if that was an introduction that you wanted or needed, but hey, bro. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. First service, folks, can you guys stand for me? 
ones that regularly go to first service. I just want to say thank you for your flexibility. Um, <laughs> thank you. It's not easy. I, I wouldn't want to see what this building would look like if we said everyone come at 8 a.m. <laughs> I don't think it'd be as full. <laughs> so thank you. We honor you guys. Mm, hope we don't make us late to the game today, but I really don't care. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're here for you. We're here for you. Thank you, Jesus. Bless this word, Lord. Let's turn to, to John 6. Oh, the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In verse 26, John 6, 26, please. So Jesus just fed the, fed the 5,000. And afterwards, he recognizes and perceives that they want to make him king. And so he, he hides. He, he goes off into the wilderness, and he leaves them. And the disciples get in the boat, and they start heading toward Capernaum. And then Jesus, you know, as we know, he walks on the water. He joins them on the boat, and they arrive at the other side. They're in Capernaum. The next day, the, the crowds are still looking for him. They're seeking him. And they find him, and Jesus says this in verse 26, truly I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father set his seal. So Jesus knew they wanted to make him king. So why does he say they're seeking him? Because they, want, because they were filled up from the bread. Let's keep reading to verse 28. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. So they said to him, Then what, do, then what sign do you do? that we may see and believe you. What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus says to them, Truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said, Sir, give us this bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you, you have not seen me. You have seen me, and yet you do not believe. Let's go down to verse 40. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. 
and I will raise him up on the last day. They were looking at him with the eyes of flesh and not the spirit. They were perceiving Jesus as the one that was going to take down the Roman Empire, take down, at least remove, not maybe not the empire, but at least get the oppressors off of their backs. And Jesus perceived that. Do not go after the food that perishes, he told them. I love the way he speaks. They were not perceiving him as the Messiah, the Son of God. In verse 42, they, they started grumbling. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, and whose father and mother we know? How does he now say we have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, don't grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Truly, I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. I will raise him up on the last day, for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread that your fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. And if this is your first time in a church, first time hearing the Bible read, this is a good baptism for you. <laughs> His disciples said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were, disciples were grumbling, said, do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. So let me ask you this question. Why are you seeking him? What Jesus are you looking for? 
Do you want Jesus, the good luck charm? He's the one that will not only help you pass your exam, but he's also going to make sure your football team wins this afternoon. He cares about that. Do you want Jesus, the politician? He's not only going to get our country back on the right ta- track if we get him in the White House, but he's also going to shore up our southern border. He's going to take down the Federal Reserve. He's likely going to go to Russia, war with Russia and China to ensure our future dominance in the global sphere. I know that's, I'm not making light of, I know this is near and dear to many of us, but I have to say, if I were to rebuke the older generation, it would be in this. Jesus came, and they were looking for him to take down the Roman Empire, the Roman oppressors, and he didn't do that. He was slaughtered by them. And it, it's, it's not that we shouldn't be informed of what's happening in the world. There's things that are happening that are important to know about. But what I see in the older generation is that you don't just, and it's also my age too, my goodness, it's not like it's just you guys. We don't just listen to politics and enjoy it. It robs us of peace. It brings in fear. And we spend our time listening to every new article, reading every new article, listening to every new report. It's as if we don't believe in the power of prayer. I'm not looking for Jesus, the politician. I'm not looking for Jesus, the great teacher who taught us to live each, love each other. He was such a good man. I really respect him along with Gandhi and Muhammad and Buddha. Such good teachers. I'm not looking for Jesus, the religious leader. He didn't bring us two new books of the Bible or four. He brought us 27 new books of the Bible that we can now debate and argue about and decide whether or not it's by free will that we come to him or whether we are preordained, predestined. Or did we come here for Jesus of Nazareth, the lamb that opened not his mouth, the one who failed to take down the Romans, the one who the crowds walked away from? Did we come here for the one whose blood speaks a better word than the blood of Abel, the one who stood next to the adulterers and said, I do not condemn you, go and sin no more, the one who bore our sins and became our righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed, the one who was and is and is to come, the Almighty, the Omnipotent, the Prince of Peace, the Lamb that was slain, wonderful Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, the chief cornerstone, the good shepherd, the true vine, the son of the living God, the bread of life. Is that why you're here this morning? Because if we're not careful, we can easily and unknowingly slip into cultural Christianity. And I I met uh, last week when we were down there, I met a young man from Mississippi. And he, uh, he grew up in the church. And he was telling me this story. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm used to just breathing in the snot, you know. 
I, I, I ran out of tissues in my prayer room, and so I just resorted to a roll of paper towels that lasts a lot longer. <sighs> so, he's, so he's telling me he grew up in the church, and he's actually leading worship in his church, and he's an addict, and he doesn't know Christ. He says, down there, it's so cultural. Christianity is so cultural. Leading worship, but not knowing who he's worshiping. Let that not be said of us. So, before we take communion, I want to ask you, have you received Jesus as Savior? And I'm not talking about the time you repeated an altar call prayer and walked away unchanged and every bit the person you were before, okay? If you have not encountered the living God, I pray that it is very uncomfortable for you right now to sit still. He is the living bread. When you eat living bread, you will never hunger again. As Pastor Mark said earlier, he wants a habitation. And he doesn't want for you just to take a piece of him or to see him as a good teacher. He wants you to consume him. He wants you to eat him. He wants you to drink him. He wants every part of you impacted by him. Don't Come here each week and fill these pews because you think it's a good thing to do or because you feel guilty if you aren't here or any other motive. Another kid I met that was in the Bible school down there, he said to me that he was, he was living a life, he was in, using drugs, drinking in gangs. He was, he's from El Paso, Texas. And... His dad had lived that life as well, and his dad got saved and was going to church, and his dad invited him to come to church. He's like, okay, dad, I'll go for you. I'll go, I'll go to be with you, you know, just to support you. I'm just going to support you. Some of you might be here because you're just supporting someone. Or you, someone asked you, said, yeah, I'll come. I'll, I'll do that. Jesus said, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man... And drink his blood, you have no life in you. And nearly everyone stopped following him at that point. Hundreds walked away from him. We often think he just had 12 disciples. I think there was over 70 people that were actually his disciples that were following him all around where he went. And he shares this message and says these words. And you see, this is the thing. It wasn't just that he was saying, eat my flesh and drink my blood which alone is probably enough to scare many away. But he was saying, 
I'm not just a man. I am the bread. I am the bread. I am he who was prophesied about. It is I am. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. What does God offer us? Jesus. What, who, what is the way? Jesus. What is the truth? Jesus. Who is the vine that we are grafted into? Jesus. What do we do? We die, we pick up our cross, and who do we follow? Jesus. Elizabeth, if you could come, and if the ushers could come up to prepare and serve the, the elements. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to be having the kids come join us for communion today. Everyone in this building that's been here before knows these altars are always open. He wants you to come in. He wants to come into you. He wants you to invite him in. He wants you to partake of him. Let him search your heart this morning.
And I was talking to the Lord. And I've taken communion most of my life, but haven't connected to it that well. And so as I was meditating on Him, He showed me a picture of Him all Himself on the cross. And he wasn't like, we often see Jesus crucified as a crucifix and he's, his skin's fairly clean. But when I saw him, it was Jesus' Jesus' body was covered in blood. He had stripes going down his chest, rips of flesh on his back, blood, sweat, and dirt dripping down his body, flowing down the cross, knees covered in dirt from falling as he carried the cross. The Lamb of God was slaughtered for us. just saying and you thought of me above all because he, he looked down at me in this picture I saw he looked down at me and said I love you he says that to you he says I love you and so now let's partake of him As they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. Let's receive his flesh today. is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins I tell you I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the day that when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom Jesus thank you for your blood thank you for your blood that was poured out We receive it now in the name of Jesus.
ministry team to come forward. I've already got a full altar for you to pray for, but I also want to invite anyone else here. You don't have to worry today about going to get your kids. They're here, so take this moment, take this time to be with the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. He tastes so good. It's like fresh rain from heaven. Fresh rain on a dry land. It's like coming home. Yes, it's a love that you cannot describe.
Thousands and thousands. 
Do not, do not let this moment pass you by. Do not let this moment pass you by. If the Lord is calling you, if he is calling your name and you sense his presence, do not ignore his voice. Come and receive him. He wants you. He wants you. Do not sit there another second longer. Come receive the one who died for you, the one who loves you, the bread of life that came down from heaven, not the man that you have to collect each morning, but the bread that satisfies. Receive him. Thank you, Jesus. If you need to rededicate your life to him this morning, if you need to renew your heart, put your heart in right standing with the Lord, that's why we're waiting on him. He is worthy, worthy of it all. Thank you, Jesus.
Anything of the past, I break it off from now and forevermore in Jesus' name. I speak truth of those areas of hurt and, and disappointment, discouragement. All hail King Jesus, the Savior of my soul, the lover of my soul, the Savior of the world. Some of you might be thinking, wow, that was different. And my response to you, you in the name of Jesus is get used to different. <laughs> if God is in the different, then I'm all about it. Such freedom here, such love here, such depth here, and it's all because of him. Benjamin, I just want you to come on up and just share that because I think it's something that we need to be praying into. Hey, so I was praying up here with the little ones and just asking the Lord, you know, what is it you have to say to us today? And, I, and again, I, I just felt the Lord say, the seed that is sown today will be the harvest of tomorrow. And so... You know, we, we see in Scripture that, you know, oh, I, I was baptized by Paul, oh, I was baptized by Peter, and, and, and so on, and, well, it's Jesus. We're all under Jesus, and it's the Lord that gives the increase. So I just felt the Lord <clears throat> just say, what we sow today will be the harvest of tomorrow. What we want to see, what, what we make a focus, communion, what we make a focus, our children, will be the harvest of tomorrow. Invest in our children. Invest in the Lord for our children. And we will see a rich and deep harvest. So bless you. And I just want to pray real quick. Father, we just thank you for this time. We ask that you would provide the increase. You would give us the seeds to plant in our lives to bring about communion with you. To bring about just a deeper and richer relationship with you. Knowing who you are and exposing the things that... Uh, just aren't of you in our lives. Just refine us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for that, Benjamin. Thank you, Jesus. Just want you to all um, just be aware of this, that 
Every first Sunday of every month, we're just going to have one service. It's a time of communion. It's time for all us to be together as one body, and there's something special about that. I love first service. I love second service. Something about special about those, but there's we just need to be together, especially when we take communion. So the first service, the first Sunday of every month, we're going to be together at 10 o'clock. And who knows, we might come at 8.30 and just stay through to you know, just see what happens. But we'll be doing that. So, Father, just place your hand on your heart. Lord, seal everything that you're doing here from surrender, from repentance, to jumping all in, to laying down, to receiving your goodness, to eating of you daily so that we can live and have life. Some of us have been eating stale bread for so long. The fresh bread of Jesus, fresh blood of Jesus brings healing, brings confirmation, brings comfort. Anxiety be gone in Jesus' name. Stress be gone. Broken relationships restored. Broken relationship with you, Jesus, restored. Lies of the enemy are shut up in Jesus' name. Truth to be revealed in our hearts and our heads. We are all in for you, Jesus. All hail King Jesus. All hail King Jesus. Say it with me. All hail King Jesus. Oh, Jesus. So we bless you, Jesus. We just leave the altar. This place is a holy place. Leave if you have to. Leave if you can. <laughs> but we're just going to stay in here for those who want to linger. This sanctuary is holy because he is holy. Have a wonderful week. Be praying into this month. So many things the Lord wants to speak to us. And I want to say one more thing as, you're, as some of you are leaving that I talked about expectation, reality, and, and one of the first things that the Lord put on my heart is that month of May that God turned it around. Remember that? And I, I just revisited that in my prayers, and, and the Lord says, I have been turning things around. And I will continue to turn things around because I am the God of the turnaround. And so we're going to just keep praying that, believing that, that he's turning everything around. It wasn't just a month-long thing, just like October, the focus on him isn't just going to be, okay, October's over, we're not going to focus on Jesus anymore. That's going to be the foundation of who we are and everything that we do, the extension of everything that we are as a people of God. Love one another on your way out. He is worthy. I don't know what to do anymore, so let's just worship and hang out.